Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst four friends from around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. And Anthony Malafronte across the bay in Tampa. Boys, what's going on? COVID week 3000. <laughs> Certainly seems Bill? that way. Wow. Bill, how are you? Good, doing good. Um, just, just counting down the days till uh, the middle of September when we hit the highest peak of hurricane season in Florida, since we're already on letter J earlier than we've ever been. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's happening here. It just makes perfect sense. We'll probably have something sweep across the state in September. Um, but yeah, things are good. Things are busy. It's, we had, um, in the three years I've been here in Florida, we had our busiest closing month in revenue ever in the yeah. middle of a pandemic in Florida. And I bet I last Friday was, was last Friday was a mess, right? The last day of the month. And, yep. and it was probably just, I mean, you guys were wall to wall closings. Probably went till yep. nine o'clock at night, right? Yep. Were you down here? Were you down <laughs> here? Okay. Uh, what, one of our agents actually had a midnight closing. Um, mm. Title company worked late and they got it done. It was, I, I'm not sure if it was a, his, I think it might've been his, his own deal. Um, so mm. the title company did whatever they could, but I mean, you guys are working your butt off, Bill. And, you know, the appraisers and the inspectors and everybody is, is, you know, really doing what they can. So that's awesome to hear you guys were busy. Yeah. Todd, what I, about you? I, real quick, Go real ahead. quick. I'll tell you this. I spent the week delivering Starbucks to every branch. <laughs> that's what I did last week. I just showed up nice. and I called them. I said, text me your order. Cause I don't speak Starbuckian, but I'll be happy <laughs> to bring you some. <laughs> and Starbucks. they would text it to me and I would read it and uh, get, get them their stuff. You get whatever we could do. I, I did that for 10 years. A lot of the yeah. people on the sales side of things have never been in escrow. And I'm telling you all right now, as bad as your week is, Anthony, with closing four or five or six transactions last week, multiply it by 10 to, to feel what an escrow officer goes through. It's just yeah. horrific. Um, and they're amazing. They're amazing what they do. So, Well, you guys are definitely in the middle because you're talking to the closing department at the lender. You're talking to the realtor. Yes. You're a lot of times talking to the, you know your receptionist or the receptionist at the realtor's office where you're closing. We like to call ourselves the adult in the room. I think that fits pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Todd, how about you, bud? How's your weekend? Uh, good weekend, Sean. Um, I'm, I'm finding myself in a kind of a pickup pickleball uh, uh, situation. You just show up the courts on Saturday morning and there's a bunch of people. And uh, so, I'm, so I'm starting to do that Saturday, Saturday mornings. Um, I do it first thing, kind of like you guys getting your tea time early. And by you know 1030, I'm exercised for the day. I've had my 10,000 plus steps for the day and uh, had the rest of the weekend to, to relax. So watched a good amount of sports and um, started the week off work-wise uh, really well today. So had a, had a good kind of, uh, we call it flip. Uh, we flipped a customer uh, uh, to uh, buying from us. So it's, it's just been a pretty good day. Now we got to execute and perform. That's the trick, right? <laughs> the sales sales guys, uh, we do a great job selling and now we got to, got to perform. So that's always the, uh, that's always the key, but no, everything good, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah. It's always, always nice when you can convert someone from, you know, one product to the other. And, and then, like I said, it's the sale is just the start of the relationship, right? Yeah. I had an old mentor of mine said, uh, it's not a sale until the bill is paid. <laughs> when you think about it, it is kind of true, right? I'm sure you guys have uh, had some verbal uh, handshakes uh, and in the 11th hour, um, you know, something's going, something's going well, wrong. Well, you know, so. it's, it's, for Mal and I, it's kind of cliche, but you know, you have to sell the property three times. You have to sell it to the buyer, you have to sell it to the inspector and you have to sell it to the appraiser. Um, 
you know. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Mal, how about you, bud? How's, how's business down in Tampa? Uh, you know, we uh, we closed out the month very strong. Uh, but the, the next thing you have to do, Sean, is you got to stay in touch with the people that already know, like, and trust you, right? Yep, um, you the, the That old adage, there's four reasons why people won't ever use you again. You did a lousy job. They didn't like you. They forgot what you did or someone else established a better relationship than you. Those are all on us. Every one of them. And uh, so, no, we had a great month. Uh, we had two more closings today. Um, and uh, um, it's very important that we stay in touch with those people that we closed with on Friday, that we give them what they need moving forward so that they remember who we are. Uh, our new app in the App Store is uh, huge. People are loving it. Homestack has, uh, and Fidelity National Title, thank you, Bill, uh, has delivered for us something that our clients really, really like, um, which has been, it was, it's been fun watching people use that this weekend because uh, we shared it with a bunch of people that we're working with. We haven't rolled it out officially yet. And, uh, uh, and I shared it with some folks who were past buyers of ours and I've gotten comments like, why didn't we have this when I was buying? And I can't wait to buy again so I can use the app, right? Uh, you don't like hearing that, right? no. I mean, that's. I'm sorry? <laughs> you don't like hearing that, right? That's. that's no, I love that. That's, <laughs> I that's know. like yeah. what I live for. It's almost better than a closing, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Right? It really is. <clears throat> but the weekend, Sean, was good. I, had, I actually, on Saturday, I walked off the golf course thinking I had it figured out. I played pretty well. Oh, big mistake. And then Sunday <laughs> rolled around. And, uh, <laughs> it didn't work yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play that bad on Sunday, but I played much better on Saturday. So I'm, the whole swing change and everything is starting to come together. Uh, I just, uh, for me, it's the mental stuff now. It's right between my yeah. ears. As our buddy Shay says, you got to trust the process, right? Yep. Yep. How about yeah. you, Sean? Uh, you know, a good week. I, I, um, I, you guys know, and thanks for the video, uh, Todd and or, uh, Mal and Bill. Uh, Ryan, really appreciate it. Friday was great. Uh, Friday, Ryan. My son Ryan passed his player's ability test, which is a, a step for him on his way to his future career uh, in the game of golf. He shot 78, 76 in back-to-back -back rounds. Uh, but even before that, I sent you guys a video that the, the practice the practice session at Firestone Country Club, just a you know immaculate driving range, and to see the the history of the building, and, and and that was fun. And then on Saturday, guys, I put a I I showed houses to a girl that's been you know just a challenging client in that the market she's in. Uh, the price point she's in, we've written four offers, Mal, and and not just come in, not first, but you know, 16, 18, 22 offers, and the house came on the market Saturday. Uh, we were one of the first ones to see it. We wrote a very aggressive offer, uh, and for the second client in a row, now I was able to call her on the golf course the next morning on Sunday morning and say, "Congratulations, you got the house." And that's Mal. You know nice. that there's not many not many better phone calls that we make in our industry. Yeah. Then to uh, give them the awesome. news that the, the sellers have accepted the offer. So we're working on so, that. So Sean, real quick point of clarification in case she's a listener. Um, she's not a challenging client. Her situation has been challenging, correct? <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Definitely. I'm just making sure. Yeah. I'm making sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and she, you know, we've been on the same page, but yes, it was a challenging uh, client, meaning she was in a position that was very challenging. She's been great. Uh, very understanding, but she also, you know, Todd, it's a, it's a good point you make because, she's getting some insights into other people in our industry 
And I sent Mal one of the one of the text messages, you know, on one of the previous deals that she didn't get about how she says, I, I know I'm with the right agent because mm. of the way things have been handled. And so to kind of get through the dance, you know, it's it, well, I think everyone would love to put a client in contract the first time out on the first house you show them. I think sometimes this almost makes it a better opportunity for future business because of the challenges you go through and, and you show them that you know what you're doing and you can get through it. So, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to touch back to the video. Tell me we got Ryan to laugh. Like, did he, did he physically laugh out loud or did he just kind of go fucking idiots? <laughs> he he, he kind of did that, that shake. And then Rhonda was watching over his shoulder and she goes, is that your swing? And she goes, he goes, do you think that's my swing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it was funny. funny. He, he was, he was appreciative of it. So guys, let's talk, let's talk sports. Um, let's start with baseball because Mal, I know you've been watching a lot. It's, it's kind of a mess, but it's also kind of beautiful to see the games being played. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking at the stats and it's kind of hard to make any, any sense of them because the Yankees had the best record in baseball at seven and one with a winning percentage of 875. The Braves have played 10 games. They're seven and three right now, leading the NL East ahead of the Marlins have only played three games but because of their winning percentage they're just just a game and a half back even though they are uh seven games back in the play column um let's let's go around the horn just get your thoughts on baseball i'll start with you mal just just what have you seen and then we'll kind of talk about the covid influence but just base, let's talk on the field then we'll talk off the field you know hitters are ahead of the pitchers in almost every instance it would it would seem uh there's uh, you're not seeing a lot of stellar pitching performances. You're seeing a lot of uh, decent pitching performances. You can probably think of four or five pitchers that have been pretty good. Um, but for the most part, the offense seems to have a huge advantage. I think the National League teams are still trying to come to terms with the universal DH. Uh, they don't seem to have that down as well as the, uh, the, the strategy of it all. Um, and it's interesting in all sports, I noticed this watching the NBA, but even in baseball, it's more of a, it's more about the game. Now there's less beating the chest and, and putting on a show for the fans that obviously aren't there. Uh, so the, they're, the teams seem to be uh, just something about the, the game of baseball, the game I was watching last night, the Yankees and the Red Sox it was back and forth who had a home run. Uh, the, the, the lead had to change four or five times. Uh, and, and the Yankees were just focused on themselves. There was, there was not a lot of external like noise. Right? There was nothing else there, but them. And I, I I'm kind of liking that. And I'm really liking it in the NBA. I'm not a big NBA fan, but I am liking watching NBA basketball with them basically playing in the gym, like shirts and skins. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Todd, it's really what it's, you know, it's a lot more what it's like. Todd, the Braves uh, have had, uh, once again, a, a decent start, a little bit of a soap opera with some players coming and going. And uh, your, your, your guy, um, Acuna, finally getting off the schneid there with his first home run yesterday, I believe, right? Uh, day before, maybe? Yesterday, the day before? I think okay. it was the day before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Braves uh, – <laughs> As we were watching, um, Soroka goes down with an injury, their, their ace. Um, I think mm-hmm. – I don't have the sound on, but I think he did something maybe to his Achilles. So this could be uh, 
devastating, devastating in a shortened season, right? Uh, to lose, to lose your ace. Um, <clears throat> they're already kind of short on pitching anyway. They, uh, sent, uh, Fulton Evitz on, on waiver. They ended up putting him on the, uh, what's the, the B team. I feel what they're, they're calling that right now, but he cleared waivers mm-hmm. and he's down. Um, but yeah, they've had four starting catchers, uh, cause their two catchers, um, were showing symptoms. They ended up t- testing negative, but they started the season off, um, back in Atlanta. So, um, the pitching for the Braves, I guess you're, they're seeing a lot of catchers, so maybe it'll settle down. But great start, um, but they are striking out like crazy. I mean, just the strikeout numbers that this team has. If they start putting the ball in play even more, I think uh, they'll have more success. But overall, I'm loving it, um, loving, loving baseball. Um, just glad it's back. Um, and, uh, again, hopefully the Braves can get over, uh, get over losing their ace. And hopefully it's not for too long, but, but again, I'm not, I'm not sure. Bill, how about you? But the, the we haven't seen a pitcher hit this year. Uh, we're seeing DHs obviously in every game. What's your what's your thoughts on the season so far? I had a bumper what sticker. Is, what jumped out at you? I had a bumper sticker on my 1984 Dodge Ram 50 that I bought from a guy back east that said, "Dump the DH," because it's <laughs> bullshit. <clears throat> it's not baseball. <laughs> it's just not baseball. Everybody plays offense. Everybody plays defense. It doesn't, I mean, look, you can, you can, with, with impunity, plunk guys, there's no strategy. Anthony, you said strategy. There's no freaking strategy with a DH. Strategy is figuring out when am I going to pull that pitcher? How am I going to do a double switch? What's a double switch in the AL? Anyways, I'll I'll get off that. Um, Look, (laughs) I'm hearing, Bill, I'm hearing uh, that they're going to keep it, keep the DH, and and they're also going to keep the uh, putting a guy on second. second. Yeah. Yeah. Going but forward we'll see, in right? the future when they get back to 162-game schedules? Just to save the 18-inning marathons that occasionally yeah. happen, right? I want to give you guys a, a stat I heard today. How, how, what do you think the average is so far this season for number of strikeouts per game that's combined, not just one team? What do you think it is? I think it's uh, way high. 11, it's way 11.5. 11.5. It was 12, was it? 12. Anthony? I'd say higher. I'd say higher. Yeah. It's 18. Yeah. Wow. 18 out of 54 total outs, a third of them are strikeouts. Yep. And home runs are doing okay too. So I mean, I think I think the um the only be- the only negative thing about what's happening is it's it's, it's we've really become an all or nothing kind of a league, right? With with power pitchers who can pitch in the high 90s and every team is kind of loaded with them um except for the Orioles who dazzled the Rays with guys that look like Randy Jones on the mound, throwing at 79-mile-an-hour fastball and a 72-mile-an-hour curve. It was brutal. Um, and I, I think that affected the, the Rays. You're, you're, all, you're looking for heat all day. That's what you're used to playing against. Um, but you know, uh, Maddox-style pitching is going to be maybe the new next thing. It'll be like this new cool thing they discover. Hey, check out these guys who have really good location and really change speed well. They don't throw hard, but they're really effective. They get guys Jamie to Moyer, if you will, chop them will. into the ground. Yeah, that might come back. We'll see. Who yeah. knows? Um, but but 18 strikeouts a game. Ooh, that's a lot of pitches, you know, and that's a lot of time. I what I, there was a Tyler Glass now was pitching this week. I said, what quick? He's one pitch away from getting out of the inning. He's sitting on 26 pitches. Mm. He did not give up a run, but threw 47 pitches from that point forward. He threw another 21 pitches. Wow. He walked three guys, and the last guy went to a 3-2 count, and he struck him out. I mean, Ch- Chance know, to go in five innings is slim, right, when, when you do no, that? Yeah. No, he didn't. I don't know how many pitches have gone five innings this year. Not a lot. 
Yes. Right. Not, 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 not early on with no, no Four's a lot right now. Yeah. 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 So that's but my take. Bill, it's, it's, it's a, it's fun. Bill Shane Bieber, uh, two wins this year in mm-hmm. his picture, 27 strikeouts. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. 14, 14, 13. What's, his, what's he top out on the radar gun? I think he's like 96, you know I mean? He probably gets a couple up over, you know, but just his, his accuracy. I was watching him the other night, Thursday night when we were up in the hotel uh, before Ryan's golf and, I mean, he just works the batters and there's just no patience with these guys. I mean, they just, I, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's the, the 30 seconds, you know, getting them back in the box or what, but, um, or the fact that they're all just trying to hit home runs, you know, hit home runs. Yeah. Yeah. But, How many guys you see? Like, I mean, look, could you imagine a shift with Tony Gwynn? We talked about it before. What would, <laughs> he the, would, he what would, would they do? What would they, can you imagine Tony walking up and they're like, what? Even if they put three guys in the 5.5 hole, they put them all over there. He'd go, okay, I'll just yeah. pull this over here. And you know, there's that, that kind of back control is, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it never was as, as the level of Tony, but it's just not the game anymore. It's not, it's not really the game. The game is hit this thing hard. Let's try and, um, you know, make a statement. So, I don't know. Well, uh, even little guys like Altuve hit it a mile. I don't know how that do happens. They hit, do they play Pepper anymore, Bill, or is that a lost? Uh, Boy, I get to. Play? Yeah, it's outlawed. I think they outlawed it. <laughs> no Pepper games. Nope. No, Pepper no Pepper games. games. <laughs> no Pepper games. Yep. So, what what's your thoughts, guys, on kind of the situation? Uh, the Marlins have only played three games. Obviously, that affects the team that they're going to. The team that they just played. You're seeing the the, the Cardinals now are having an outbreak. Um, just your thoughts on on the playing in the COVID. I, look, I think Manfred has sort of stuck his feet in the ground saying, we're going to find a way to play this season. We're not going to stop now. Um, thoughts? Um, I, frustrations? I think, what? I think they got to suspend the season for a week or two. They do whatever it takes to try again. That's what's going to happen, I think. Right? If Manfred, okay. the way he's digging in, if another breakout happens, you just got to shut it all down. We're telling all you 1,500 players, 1,500 that have to do the right thing. All 1,500 have to do the right thing. Because if three or four of them don't do the right thing and they get sick and they bring it back and infect a team, they're screwed. But you've got 1,500 people, many of them from, I don't want to say impoverished backgrounds, but really coming into money for the first time in their lives, the kind of money that they're talking about. Um, And you're telling them, go sit in a hotel room and just do nothing but video games or just do whatever. It's really tough for fifteen hundred yeah. people to do that. There's no, there's no bubble. Bill, there's no. Container. Bill, what is the what? What's your thoughts then on you know? I thought every team was supposed to have a taxi squad that they could just almost just swap out and replace with thirty guys from the. Where line. where's are that? Not- no, they're, they're where are they at though? Where's the taxi squad? I don't know. Are what? they at home, hold up and doing the right thing? Or are they going out? Well, have, but I don't know. But have we heard that the thirty guys on the Marlins taxi squad have COVID? No, I mean, no. The whole but- point is. Is they just replace yeah. the whole the whole major league team with that thirty underlings, you know? Yeah, that's not that's not real baseball, right? So I think that's part of that issue, um, and it's not really fair to because imagine you know the Yankees already have a pretty strong team. We all agree with that, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to be playing the Marlins because it's the right you know even though it's NL it's the East, and and so what if for whatever reason the games that uh, the, the a team gets to play the the the, the Marlins AAA team uh, and they just get destroyed because the pitcher can't even get an out. I mean, you know, that kind of thing is possible. So you, you got a competitive balance you got to yeah. worry about. Um, and it's, it's a mess. Manfred's in a mess. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, you know, basketball is doing a great job of it. I think hockey's we'll see with hockey, but it feels like they've got it under control. 
but it's also yeah. much smaller numbers for basketball. It's 12 guys, you know, and um, we'll see. Baseball's got 50 well, players. Well, on those the team. sports also had an advantage, right? A large portion of their season was already over. True. Absolutely. Uh, right. Trying to start it from scratch. Yeah. Tough. Right. Tough. Sh- I, I, football <clears throat> football's going to run into the same problem. The opt outs, I mean, we'll get there, but the opt outs are scary right. in football. Yeah, shockingly, I see it a little different. I hear, hear what you guys are saying. Um, Sean, we got an old buddy who um, <clears throat> he, he posted something about the disaster that is the Major League Baseball season, blah, blah, blah. And, and my thought is, is I think baseball's handling it well, right? They're, they're shutting, they're postponing games, right? They're not, they're not playing, they're not canceling them they're just postponing and um they're moving forward which i think is important right i mean it, it's gonna be we, we've said this in the last couple of weeks um whatever happens this season no complaints right it's just gonna be a strange season if they have to do seven inning double headers um and, and that that counts as a game right but i think they're shutting down what they need to on a case-by-case basis and listen you know freddie freeman had it he came back um, the Marlins are going to come back after they, you know, they do their 10 days or whatever, whatever the allotted time is. Um, I, I think baseball is doing the best they can. When it was decided they're not playing in a bubble, we knew this was something like this to, to a certain effect would happen, right? I mean, that's yeah. why basketball is doing so well. That's why ML Major League Soccer is doing so well because they're in a bubble. Um, mm-hmm. These guys are not in a bubble. But, again, um, it's going to be weird, but I, I, I don't think they're going to shut it down. I think they're going to do it team by team. It may get wonky and awkward at the end, but it kind of is what it is. And there's going to be an asterisk, whoever wins the World Series, and I think we're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, look, it, you know, I think we're, we're going to have to learn to live with it. Something's going to have to happen where not just sports. You know, I mean, you, people are saying we need to shut down again. We need to shut down again. Well, what does shut down again mean? Because I was thinking about this the other day. So, you say, well, you shut down everything but the, but the uh, hospitals and the, and the grocery stores and the people that deliver food to the grocery stores and the police and fire and the media has to go into work and the gas stations need to open. And so it's like, so where, like, what do you shut down? And so it's going to be really tough. I mean, look, I, Mal, you, it, it, it's been fun watching you and, and, and uh, Todd talk on, the, on our chat, you know, where you're just, you're always tuned into something. And it's great you're finally tuned into something instead of an old game on ESPN classic. Right. Um, I, I think the, the, the announcers have been doing a, a decent job. It's just, it's just a weird, it's a different look. Mal, you said it's, you're enjoying the NBA without the fans, um, love without it. the noise. Yeah. I love it. It's, it, it's more like Larry versus magic. It's, but it's not Larry versus magic, right? It's, it's teams and they're just playing, for, they're, they're looking to, to play against each other. There's no other distraction. Uh, I just think it's a much better game than, than when there's all those fans there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch because basketball players are amazing athletes. Yeah. Those guys, do, they, they jump and do things that, like, holy cow. With the exception of soccer players, they're maybe the best athletes out there. Uh, Bill made the point on the first weekend of baseball. He says it's, it's great because there's four back-to-back-to-back games on, and just the sound of the game in the background. Uh, is easy to kind of doze off to or do some work to, and then you know you hear the click of the bat and you you turn your head and yeah um, yeah I do like that. I I love the uh, I think they're doing a great job with the effects 
on a baseball game. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the CGI stuff is funny. Cindy just cracks up every time she sees it, but Fox is trying hard. <laughs> it freaks me out. To, to put people in the seats. It's really cool. But, well, it's funny. Um, I, I was, uh, there was a highlight from a Cubs game and a ball shot down the left field line where Bartman kind of was. And yeah, the ball just disappears into the fans, you know, like they're, they're all yeah. looking at the stand and the ball just like rips. rips it like, it like just went know? right to a guy's chest, you know, and killed him. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's let's talk about basketball guys um what have you seen in basketball early that has uh caught your eye um uh, they, they did i think they did make one adjustment now if something about within four games of the of the eighth place spot there's gonna be a playoff for that spot right as long as new orleans it seems like it's almost being fixed for zion to have a chance but if 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 new orleans is within four games of the eighth spot then there becomes a one game playing for that eight spot. Wow. I think that's the way it's working. That, that you know? seems kind of, kind of weak. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, you know, if, if you're the, if you're the, if you earn that eight spot, it's like, wait a right. second. So now we got to play again. And we're only guys, down, you're only down like 12 games, right? From the, it's, I think <laughs> they're going to be within 12 games of finishing the season, something like that. Yeah. So trying to pick up four games and 12 games, that ain't easy. Uh, oh. That seems weird, but yeah. I've been watching um, just on and off basketball, but as you indicated before, Sean, it's just great. I mean, today, um, it, the, the fun part about basketball is they are playing the bubble. So there's games from two to, you know, all the way probably to midnight tonight, right? So yeah. at any time you could just click on ESPN or NBA you know, network. And, you know, if you need your fix of, of, of anything sports and hockey's kind of doing that too, playing some day games, um, it's awesome, dude. I love the office, but I'm so sick of office reruns. Um, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad this, that sports is back. Right. So, so yeah. Glad. Well, speaking of hockey, uh, big, big win for the blue jackets last night played at Toronto. Um, I guess if there's ever going to be a non home ice advantage, yeah. it's this one because literally, not, even though you're playing, playing in Toronto, they are, they are, they're in Toronto, okay. but, but the, I'm just saying it's, no fans. it's their ice. It's, I guess it's their <laughs> ice technically, but with yeah. no fans, with no, um, extracurriculars. I mean, sure. They get their own locker room. Sure. They, but you know, they're, they're, they're not sleeping at home. You know, they're, they're confined in, you know, a, a team hotel. And so it just, um, you know, Columbus jumps out to a, a two Oh game one win in a five game series. Uh, who knows? Hey, help me out, Sean. Is the NHL in a bubble? Are they playing in uh, two cities up in Canada? Is that what they're doing? They are. So the okay. East is playing in Toronto. The West is playing in Edmonton. Um, that makes Edmonton sense. I was, wondering, that, yeah. I was wondering why the um, Blue Jays weren't allowed to play in Toronto, but the Maple Leafs were, but that got kind of answered. Yeah, because they bubbled yeah. them, I think, for the last, uh, what was it, Bill, 25 days, I think? Or yeah, they've, days. they already quarantined every player that came up from the U.S., so it's all good to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat setup. And, and once again, Todd, I, you asked the question in our off-thread. So the, the top four teams in each conference – are basically just playing a round robin to determine who gets the first, second, third, and fourth seeds. Then seeds five through twelve, Bill, are doing yeah. a basically a a, a bracket um, to play into that fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth seeds that will then wrap out the the thing. And those so right now they're they're playing five game series, best of three or three to five. Yeah, yeah, three out of five, and then the other four teams will get basically three games to determine seeding, which then also gives them a little more rest. Yeah. Um, Potentially. You know, so, I mean, if, if, the, if 
CBUS can uh, sweep. They'll, yeah, they'll be yeah. getting the same advantage. So, yeah, yeah. And Tampa, you guys, you guys, Lightning won today, uh, three two in, in double overtime, I believe it was. Right. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, hey, let's talk let golf, me, guys. Let me ask you yeah. guys a question. I, I heard today uh, while I was driving back uh, back home. Do you think that any of these playoff scenarios are going to morph into full season? type scenarios when we get back to full season fans, whatever the new normal is. Do you think they're testing out? Like is the NBA testing out a different way to do the playoffs? The hockey is pretty much stuck with what they've always done. Baseball's, you know, trying different things. Basketball certainly trying some different things. What do you think? Is it is it a test case for for what's to come or is it just a a one shot deal? I'll jump yeah. in. I think absolutely it's a test case, right? If they think something's going to work moving forward, they're going to adopt it, I think. Sean, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, no apologies. I, I, I can't see baseball going to an eight-team playoff in both leagues uh, moving forward where 16 of the 30 teams make the playoffs. I just, you know, um, and, and play a best of three in the, in the top seeds field. Um, Unless they reduce the number of games, right? If they yeah. make it a 150 game season, maybe they can do that. Yeah. You know, and once again, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having more teams interested at the end. Um, kind of the college football argument, right? I mean, if you don't make the, the top four, yeah, you might watch the bowl game, but then the kids that, who have pro potential opt out and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know, Mal. It's, it's, it's a great question. Uh, to Todd's point earlier, I think I could see the, the runner on second base rule uh, coming into play, right? I mean, it, it that 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 wasn't going to be in play this season, right? That was that was a, a rule that was put in because of the shortened season, um, and and the lack that they couldn't risk a, t- a game going twenty three innings, right? Um, so that one, I think, is is one that that could happen. You know, you know I read, I, I've never I read got, an article in the New York Post yesterday about how sports is being exposed for what it really is. It's our national, there, you know, there are hobbies, there are, there are, uh, our outlet for things, but they are business, Mm. right? It's business first and foremost. And if 16 or 18 major league baseball owners like what they see and figure they can get a little bit more revenue generated by changing the format, will it happen? Right. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing to to to, to think about. I, I mean, I'm thinking. I mean, they definitely are businesses, and these guys have to make the owners want to make as much money as they can in the time that they own their teams. Players want to make as much money for the time that they play, and it, it just to Todd's point, it, it may be a an incubator for a lot of new and different ways to end seasons in certain leagues. Yeah. I mean, no one changes the rules more than NFL, right? Every year there's five to 10 different rule changes. Um, and so I, I, that's why it, it may not stick, but I think it's, they're definitely open to this being kind of a, a test, right? When's, the, when's sure. the last time the NFL changed the playoffs? So it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, same thing with every other sport, but baseball, right? Because, you know, they said they played with the wild card in the nineties and that was a big deal. And then they didn't they change the, the overtime rule that, 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 uh, Affected the playoffs, right? Um, you have to score a touchdown. Yeah, well, that was the Peyton Manning rule because the Chargers beat him in the playoffs and he didn't get a chance <laughs> to touch the ball. Wah. 
Um, <laughs> tell your defense to do something. Um, so yeah, I get it. Didn't you win that game, Bill? I wouldn't, we did. I wouldn't know. We did. Okay, good. Yeah. good. But never won a Super Bowl. Never won a national championship in anything in my life. Thanks for bringing that up again, Todd. I appreciate bitter that. party of one. Bitter party yeah. of one. Bitter, bitter party of, of everyone in San Diego. Bitter party of everyone in San Diego. Okay. Um, except for all the people who moved there from other places because they, they left the crap hole they grew up in because <laughs> they want the weather of San Diego. And then they root if for someone, the other team that comes into the stadium every time they root for the other team. They wear their jersey. I don't get it. Can someone hug they Bill, live in San please. Diego. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> How do you feel about, about the DH, Bill? <laughs> um, dump the DH. Dump the designated hitter. Um, let's, talk, let's talk golf. Uh, mm. WGC, Memphis, South Wind in Memphis, TPC course. Uh, good leaderboard. All, you know, all mm. the days, Brendan Todd jumps up there and, and, and takes a – 36 hole lead. Uh, once again, Brendan Todd, but br- the last two times Brendan Todd's had a 36 hole lead, he went on to win. Um, you had Kepka playing an amazing first round, comes back and follows it up with a one over par on the next day. Uh, long story short, Justin Thomas wins the tournament over Kepka, reclaims the number one ranking in the world. So, John Rahm with a quick two week run there at the top. Your thoughts on what you saw in in Memphis. I'll start with you, Bill. Just watching bones and Phil walk 18 holes together. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, that was awesome. I mean, what is going on there? What kind of conversations? And I don't think they, I don't, does anyone know, was it an amical breakup? Was it, you know, bones was just tired and wanted to take the gig on the, in the studio, which, or on the course, which I guess is good, but he's definitely caddied quite a bit filling in for a lot of people, you know, um, and maybe Phil wanted his brother on the bag. I don't know, but uh, but I, I was had, like, had a couple finished. of knee. He had a couple of knee surgeries. Didn't he? he did. Like, he re- did. Twenty seventeen double knee yeah. replacement. Yeah, I. But there he is carrying again at for the age of fifty four. Um, you know, I. I <laughs> it was. It was. Um, that was for me was fun. And Phil finishing what tied for second at ten under. Yep. Right. Best Good finish, finish for a fifty one yeah. year old or a fifty year old. Yeah, that's great. So that was fun to watch. By the way. I heard this on the broadcast. And I confirmed it with the uh, internets. Do you know how many WGC victories Tiger had? Has I do know. Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow! <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. I don't a know how, that, how does that happen? Because I don't think anybody else is more than four or five. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I, it seems like it. I don't know. It just seems like the WGC, like the branding, is is kind of a new thing. But I guess not. If, no. if he's won eighteen of them. It's been around. around for, no, they they used to play it down in Greg Tucson. Norman. The match Greg plays. Greg Norman WGC. made it happen, right, Bill? Yeah, I think he, I think you might be right. It was yeah. Greg Norman's idea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, it was fun. And look, I you guys know I'm not the biggest Brooks Kepka fan, so I had a great time Sunday afternoon watching Justin play well, do what he had to do, um, and really Kepka just he had a, a very unkepka like last few holes because yeah. he's in contention. He doesn't play like that. He something, missed right. He missed weird. left. He, oh. he was missing all over the place. You know, that's, yeah, that's that was, I think the struggle that Mal and I are going through and Bill, I think you went through a, earlier when you, Oh no, I'm going through is, it. Don't you, yeah, don't well, you. you know, it, 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 I think if you're, if you're going through a change, if you could miss everything left and just play it to the right, that makes, but when you're missing things, right, two holes and then left and short two holes and, you know, it's just so frustrating. And, but, and Kepka was dialed in on Thursday. I mean, he, yeah. that was a fun round to watch. And uh, uh, Ryan and I caught the end of it in the last four holes maybe. And he was just, I mean, he was hitting his, his number. 
but well, his iron, iron play, but, his iron play looked pretty decent all four days, yeah. right? He, if he yeah. put it in the fairway, he was going to be within 15, 20 feet. It seemed like he was really hitting the irons, but if he not getting off tee box, that's, that's trouble. And, and yeah, just I watching some he, of the breaks that, you know, uh, JT had, he hit that horrible drive. On mm, par, made it through the trees, right? Yeah. Made it. And it was able to you know find a little hole and get up and down at the same time that kept us behind him, you know, bogeying, right. A par five. So. When Kepka made that bomb on 16, <laughs> I figured for sure he's going to win. 17. This Wasn't I mean, it 17? 17. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. It was. It was 17. 50-footer. <laughs> yep. That was classic. And it rolled right in. His facial expression never changed. And I'm thinking, that's it. He's good to go. And not so much. And it was about the exact same time that, that uh, Thomas flew the green on 18, right? Exactly. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then Kepka dunks it in the water. Um, just, you know, the one place you can't miss on that hole, obviously yep. he wasn't going to drive over it. Um, no. Yeah. And a lot of know, fun. It, What's coming up this week, Sean? Man, real quick, tour. Ricky, Ricky oh. uh, teased us a little bit, didn't he? God yeah. bless. And then had he, a horrible uh, side. About, about Saturday at the back nine, he just, it, it, he wasn't the same golfer, right? Um, yeah. So Justin Thomas is the third youngest to – is he 17 wins already or is it 12? What's 13. 13. 13, 13 wins. 13. Third, third youngest behind you can Tiger guess. and Jack. Tiger <laughs> and Jack, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, he slid right in front of uh, Rory and um, – who's the, who's the fifth? Uh, Rory and – not um, DJ. Yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, wasn't Rom only number one one week? I don't think two, it was two. two weeks. Was it two? Yeah, okay, two weeks. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah, didn't play one week from the from the end of oh, Muirfield. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, from the end of Muirfield to the to Minnesota, and then it was his next outing, Memphis, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, exactly, exactly. Oh yikes! Um, so, so, so coming up this week, guys, is our first major. We're going to do our special stare down major podcast. We'll do our Wednesday night show where we'll we'll t- break down the field. We'll do our pick them. We're going to have a guest guest on with all to, to make play a fivesome John Sanders. Who's a, one of Bill's cohorts out in, um, out in Las Vegas. He's with Chicago title, but he was a former PGA pro, uh, big into the game of golf. So we'll get his insights. He's also a podcaster has a great show. The John Sanders podcast, um, tiger arrived in Harding park this week or today, Bill, uh, played a practice round. Uh, quite a few big names are, are skipping the PGA, uh, John Daly, BJ Singh among the, among the names that we'll break past down. Past champions, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, past champions. So, um, once again. Yeah, I mean, another Muni course, have a host in a major. There's nothing better. Torrey, Beth Page, now Harding Park. I love it. So cool. Yeah, so cool that now the non-locals will, will pay through the roof for a course they wouldn't have paid through the roof for. But come whatever. on. If you're a city resident, you'll be fine. That's how it works. Yeah. When you, when you come out of town, you're going to get hammered. <laughs> Yeah, trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you'll be able to get on it versus a you know a private course that you just you know you, Bill, you and I have no chance of getting on wing foot. You know, um, uh, if you know the I right mean, people. We, yeah, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you know the owner of a uh, uh, Fidelity National Title, maybe right? Oh no, I don't talk about him because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Daly speaking of Daly? Um, he basically flat out said, you know, I'm diabetic. I'm just, it's not worth the risk, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I then read a story. He won two PGAs. Am I correct? Or yeah, two PGAs in a British, right? He won Cherry Creek. No, 
Oh, two majors. Yeah, he won the British. So one PGA you know is British. Okay. Right. Crooked, so, stick, cro- crooked stick and St. Andrews. Stick, yeah. That's it, yeah. Where's Crooked Stick located? It's just <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Well, the story is, is he won, I don't know, 500,000, 600,000. I don't think it was quite a million back then. And the, 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 uh, the, the story is he went to Vegas and lost it in two hours. <laughs> His Sounds his PGA right. Sounds about right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh my Tampa gosh. Tampa Zone. John Daly. He lives here now. Wow. <laughs> or wow. Clearwater, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I read that. I was like, woof, that's that's rough. That's a that's a bad day. <laughs> Todd, hit hip us to the uh, the pitch. Action on the pitch. So the MLS mentioned earlier, they're doing a great job uh, beating the bubble, but they're down to the semifinals of their of their uh, season beginning tournament. Um so uh, it is, let me pull it up really quickly, um, Philadelphia, Portland, and Orlando, Minnesota. They're going to be playing uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and I'm sure the championship is going to be August 11th, which would be, what, a week from now, next Tuesday, so eight days from now. Um, okay. So, again, good job by the MLS. Um, anyone have ESPN Plus? Anyone? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You do, do. Bill? I do. You do, Mel? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> Tomorrow the Disney, at two, bought the Disney Plus package to get all three. <laughs> tomorrow at 2.45 at Wembley Stadium, the Championship League promotion play-in final. So you have Brentford versus Fulham Football Club. Winner nice. gets, gets promoted to the, uh, to the Premier League. So those two uh, English towns, Fulham's actually in London, um, I think Brentford, but those two clubs are having a, uh, a nervy night's uh, rest and then a big day tomorrow. What, when's the last time either one's been in uh, the top league either? Fulham's been up. Fulham was up, I want to say, two or three years ago. Okay. Um, and they, but they only lasted one season. Uh, Clint Dempsey, I'm sure you know him. He actually, when he was uh, in the Premier League, he played for Fulham. So Fulham, mm-hmm. for a long time, um, has been a, uh, a Premier League um, fixture, if you will. Brentford, I will Google that. I'm not sure when the last time they're up. So if you give me wow. a, a minute, I'll, I'll chime in with that. Uh, cool. Um, Information. Brentford actually is the third team, so they were the highest of the three through six. Um, so I would imagine they were uh, their their favorites, but but who knows, right? Um, but yeah, I'll look that up, Bill. That's a great question. Nice, good update, uh, Bill. Hit us with some NASCAR before we finish up with a little NFL talk. Yeah, Kozlowski gets number three yesterday in New Hampshire. Um, yeah, with they, racing against Denny Hamlin. Wow. 1947 was the last time they're in the Premier League. So you think those think those 73 club, years ago? There's hardly anyone alive. Is, yeah, they're they're dying a thousand deaths tomorrow uh, during that game. I'm sure. Wow, so, that's awesome. Great question, um, Bill. Great question. Yeah. So yeah, New Hampshire. Um, nothing. Nothing fancy, nothing funny fancy up there. Fine. Just kind of a typical run of the mill NASCAR race with Denny Hamlin in contention again. He's having a hell of a year, right? Yeah. So, he is. It'll be fun to watch those guys when they come playoff time. Um, that, that's all I got. Not a lot on NASCAR this week. So, all right. And then uh, Mal, you saw. Uh, I don't. You probably been watching because you're uh, follow the post. But a lot of NFL players are starting to kind of opt out. Uh, I think I think seven Patriots defenders are mm-hmm. saying they're not going to play this year. Um, what, what are you hearing about NFL football season? You know, we're training camp will. I think scheduled to start in the next uh, three weeks. Three right? weeks. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be hard, Sean. I mean, the, the non-bubble sports 
are having a little bit of a challenge. And football is, as Bill has said before, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of equipment. It's the most contact. And they're talking about playing a regular schedule, traveling across the country. It just It's going to be very, very hard. Um, if you had – I mean, if I was a football player and had a little money in the bank and had family – uh, considerations, uh, uh, young kids, uh, elderly parents, uh, somebody uh, immunocompromised, uh, a relative of some kind, it'd be a hard decision to make. Uh, or if you had an owner uh, named Robert Kraft who wants to opt out for Trevor, so he's paying all these guys to opt out, so the team sucks, they finish last, they get Trevor Lawrence for a quarterback. Ooh, that's a nice little conspiracy theory. I like it. Sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. I like it. I like it. That's a good one, Bill. That's a good one. Only a Patriot would do that, by the way, because the exactly. Giants would never do that. Exactly. <laughs> the, the problem, uh, Anthony, is, and we all know this, is they make a good living, but it's a 53-man roster. So um, a yeah. lot of the guys don't have the bank account where they can make that decision, right? Sure. That's the majority. Um, and it reminds me, um, if I, I have no problem with anyone opting out, right? Eric Young, the first base coach of the Braves, opted out. Um, he's still calling the hitters and, and, and being active, but he's like, I'm just not going to risk it. So uh, long-winded, long story short, I have no problem with people op- opting out, but reminds me of a book by John Feinstein called Next Man Up. If you guys haven't read it, it's about the NFL – and the unwritten rule motto of every NFL team is next man up. Someone gets hurt, something happens. So those guys that are that are opting out, which again, I totally understand and respect it, they may lose their jobs, right? Next year when they come back, um, you're giving someone very talented uh, a chance to to kind of put fill your seat on the bus. So it's going to be sure. interesting. Be Wally Pip, right? Wally yeah, Pip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For Bill's sure. Shaking well. his head. What's, what's wrong, Bill? No, no. Well, Wally Pip, Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Didn't sit down for 2,300 and some odd, 2,400. <laughs> a couple games, games, yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Hey, did Wally yeah, Pip, so, did he get traded? Did he? Like, <coughs> what, what happened to Wally Pip? Great story. We'll have that. We'll have the answer next week. Yeah, I'll work right? on that. That's a yeah, great that's a good question. That's a good, that, that is a good question. Right. Um, you know, and, and Mal, you think about this, no other sport. I mean, every sport has a short shelf life, but no sport has a shorter shelf life than it than the NFL for their ultimate players. Right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, for, for guys that are running backs, you know, I mean, like, you know, as much as you want to say Saquon Barkley has 15 years left in him, he might have four left in him, you know? Yeah. And so for him to, to give up a year and it's not to give up a year, it's given up almost two years because the last hit he took, let's say was last January. Right. And, you know, yeah, but not so much tread, goes, not so much tread of taking off the tire that helps a little. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, Sean, yeah. we've talked about this before. I think um, average NFL career. Do you know how long it is? Bill, you um, know, we've just done hand we signals. We know. We just, we just uh, hand signal. 2.5. Less than that. <laughs> three years and three games. 3.5. Do you know, do you know when the yeah. NFL pension kicks in? Three years and, three years and six three games. Three years and four games. <laughs> 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 they're they're not dumb, right? There's actuaries yeah. that figure this. Well, they're out, just right? cut. Well, no, they're all just cutting them too. They go, we don't want them getting a pension, so right, we'll just, yeah, stop. Yeah, For it's sure. tough. Yeah. It's tough. Well, let's tough, go. Tough, let's tough. go around the horn. Find out what we got. We'll, we'll talk again in a couple of days, guys, and, and yeah. focus on on the on a, you know what I'm really excited to see a, a great tournament. Uh, unfortunately, some of the some of the international players won't be there, but it should still just be a, all eyes on a beautiful thing. And guess what, guys? 
prime time because it's in the West Coast. Cali. So, yeah, yeah so we get some late golf on, on the weekends. Um, Mal, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, more of the same. We are rolling out our app officially towards the end of the week. Uh, so we're excited about that. We have uh, uh, another new listing coming on uh, on Bill Counts' street uh, this coming uh, Wednesday. You're kidding. Uh, we're, yeah. We're, Did we're it get tied off of the other one? Pete. Was it your sign being on the other one? Yeah. yeah nice. We had a, had a really nice conversation with the guy across the street. And uh, he had some legitimate concerns about selling his house now and COVID. And uh, we had a, a wonderful conversation. We're going to meet with him on Wednesday and get his house listed. Uh, Sweet. We have, uh, let's see, this week, uh, one, two, three inspections. Uh, Eric just closed. My boy, Eric, boy, he's, he's <laughs> killing it. Closed on the, uh, the the Towers condo today. Uh, c- congratulations to our sellers. They are just the best people. And, and Eric worked his tail off to make that happen. So that was wonderful. And, uh, and we're just going to try to keep a couple of deals together. Uh, I'd love to tell you that all of our colleagues have the best interest of the deal at heart, but some of them don't. <laughs> You know, yeah, you have to you have to adhere to the code of ethics. I'm not a member of NAR, so <laughs> you know I'm just gonna just we're just gonna keep our deals together, keep our clients happy, as our boy Sean says, just build relationships, solve a few problems, and have a little fun. <laughs> Todd, uh, you're it's great to hear that you're getting back out and face to face with some some customers. Probably some that you maintain regular contact with, but some that you probably haven't seen in a couple months. It's probably nice for you to get out and make that happen, face mask to face mask, huh? Yeah, it, it really is. And um, kind of what we were alluding to, Mal asked, uh, you know, uh, you know, is this a test run for, for the sports leagues on adapting some new rules and policies? Uh, I've had this conversation with my boss a couple of times. Um, we're going to take the best of what we used to do and the best of what we've had to adapt to. And, and it's going to be a hybrid approach, right? And so a perfect example is uh, I got great customers in Valdosta. And it is a four-hour drive for me to go to Valdosta. Uh, my company, we're still in phase one of phase zero through three. So at least we're not in zero. That's good. But phase one does not include hotel stays, right? So I've got to decide if I'm going to you know, have a really long day and turn around trip. Um, so again, me being in sales, I asked my boss today, I go, hey, what do you think of a hotel trip? And he goes, why don't you Zoom with them? And I go, I haven't seen him since February, right? Um, long story short, um, I'm finding different ways to keep in contact. So yes, the belly to belly stuff is great. The face mask to face mask, um, but I'm adapting. So, um, last week mentioned discretionary, uh, work and, um, today had some fruit of that labor. And, uh, this week I'm going to continue to kind of shake the trees and discover, um, you know, try, try to steal some markets. I don't like the word steal, acquire some market share that maybe some of our competitors, um, are, are beat me at. So looking forward to another great week and really looking forward to a, a major championship um, uh, and Wednesday's call. And finally, Sean, I'd be remiss. Um, your Carps Corner Convo today was great with uh, our, our good buddy, Pete Blank. Thank and you. And he, he has a book uh, on Amazon that you could buy called 55 Ways to Add Disney Magic to Your Organization. So I kind of roll my eyes. He is so Disney, 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 but I recommend you kind of see Sean's Facebook live today, kind of review the, the tape because 
he does a great job of explaining his vision, um, why he has the Disney kind of uh, a moniker, um, but he makes yeah. it his own. And there's a lot and of how great, much and how much oozes into the regular world, right? Yeah, and, and it's a great cornerstone. And I, dude, I'm not a leader. I'm not a manager. I'm, I'm a foot soldier. Um, but your conversation with Pete made me realize there's stuff I can take out of that too. So yeah, uh, looking good. forward to, to buying that and, uh, you know, going from there. So good. Really good. good. Well, I'm doing Todd, another, I'm, a little preview. I'm doing one on Wednesday afternoon with a girl named Katie Lance, who Bill and Mal know. Uh, and you might want to listen to that one. Cause she's just someone who, who kind of gets the whole vibe of social and, and how to best leverage it and the tools and techniques to use it. So thanks for tuning in, Bill. How about you, bud? What is going on starting your fifth, Sixth season. Season season, six. Season six. Yeah, season six. Uh, Oh, so you're in syndication, Bill. That's good news. I am. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, jumped the shark. We haven't figured out which (laughs) Season six starts tomorrow with a guy that I had a great time with. His name is Mike Simonson. He's the CEO of Altos Research. And I've. Smart guy. Smart guy. Oh, I I talk about sitting down at a uh, NAR convention in San Diego about five years ago. And someone, I was with somebody. Uh, might've been Lorman Monroe or somebody who said, Hey, we're going up to Turner's got this Airbnb, Jeff Turner. And I, I get up to this. It's in little Italy in San Diego, beautiful like four story pad with a rooftop deck overlooking the airport and the bay. And, um, and I get there and it's like, it was like Derek Overby and it was Todd Carpenter, Jeff Turner, and then Mike Simons. And it was just like brain trust central. I just yeah. sat in the corner. I know it's hard to believe this, but just sat there mm-hmm. super quiet, listened to a bunch of smart people talking. And uh, we chat about that for a second on the show. It was great. So it's, it's, it's really fun. He's, um, he's guest, it's episode 249. So, um, and then episode 250 has been locked down. Did I tell you who it is, Sean, already? I think I did. Stefan Swanepoel. Wow. Is my guest on 250. Jay Thompson heard the episode and sent me a Facebook message and said, I heard you and Sean talking. You want Stefan? I can get him. I go, that'd be awesome. He goes, I want to check with you first. And he did a connection and Stefan said, sure, I'd love to. And so I put together the questions for him over the weekend and sent them off to him. I'm interviewing him on Thursday. So Wow, very cool. Very, my, my second your, guest. Your Serengeti. Yeah. yeah, I'll talk about that book. Uh, it's um, in my, I'll talk about the danger report because that was very interesting and kind of semi-controversial at the time. And a lot of it's kind of come true. So we're going to, hopefully I can get him going down that path. And then uh, he was also my second guest ever born in Kenya. He was born in Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. Lived lived a lot of his life in Hong Kong, South Africa, and Kenya. Very interesting. So I can't wait to get that out of him. Um, Well, you'll enjoy his lilting South African accent. Ah, uh, I'll be thinking of Ernie Els and Charles Schwartzel and the (laughs) Immelmans. They all sound the same. My huh? parents in 1985 went on a photo safari in Kenya, and they say wow. that was one of the best trips they've ever taken by far, hands down. Yeah. Just yeah. amazing. It's going to yeah. be fun to really just chat about the, his growing up and everything. So, yep. so I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then um, well, he's, we got him in, him in tomorrow, you know, the One Day yeah. Connect events tomorrow. Where this is something new. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm working with Tiffany McQuaid, the icebreaker in the morning for the Florida group, and also the recap in the afternoon for the Florida Southeast group. So okay. working with Tiffany makes it a lot of fun. We'll have yeah, I'm on a panel for that tomorrow, uh, Bill, with uh, Angela Rab out of Indianapolis doing kind of the Midwest, yeah. um, the Midwest 
breakout section. Yeah. yeah. Doing, does doing does that mean you're not watching Brentford Fulham Bill? This is very unfortunately. Uh, well, no, I'm. I'm. Do, I got to be on camera at 10 a.m. and 5:30. <laughs> so there's Good. definitely going to be a second crowbar. Crowbar. Yeah. I'll find a way to watch it. <laughs> don't tell Laura Monroe. I don't think she listens. I think we're okay. We're good. That's you, great, Bill. Hey, you got- uh, just kudos. I, I know I was part of the show last week, but um, uh, I love seeing all the all the accolades you got when you posted. Uh, you know the the social. So many of the people that have been on your show chimed in and uh, gave you kudos. So congratulations on that, and good luck in season six. Uh, I'll be listening. <laughs> I know you I, will because I, I have to now. You have um, to now. It's like your meditation. You know, don't let it. Don't let yeah. it break. Ooh. Don't miss. <laughs> don't don't so, bring that uh, up, right, Sean? I, I teased. Uh, I teased. Um, uh, great carps corner conversation with Pete today, but uh, Katie Lance on Wednesday. Uh, I just, you know, I, I just, you know, Bill, you talk about like Karen Carr and people like that. I, I, I feel that the carps corner conversation, that Facebook Live. Uh, channel for me is fun because I get to interview people. I get to kind of be personalized. I get to uh, get my name out there. Got the card, you know, Sean speaks up in the corner. Um, so it's kind of just a nice little channel for me to leverage. And, and I can, the fact that I can have fraternity brothers, speakers, authors, uh, I'm going to have Mike Bennett on next week to talk about race and, and how it's changing, you know, uh, the conversation. Um, so it's just, it, it's a neat opportunity. So that's coming up on Wednesday with Katie, a uh, couple, couple meetings with, um, uh, I have a great, I'm looking forward to a happy hour tomorrow afternoon with, with a top agent from the county just north of Franklin County. She's a REMAX agent and we've co-opted on some deals and she always reaches out to me for kind of a little fire up talk and she always inspires me because of her leadership. And so that, that, that'll be fun. Uh, and then guys, we are uh, 10 days away from loading up the car and heading down to Starkville to drop off the boy for wow. freshman year. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Coming up soon. So we had a, Facebook live with the uh, school today talking about, you know, uh, temperature checks and Facebook uh, face mask rules and things like that. But so it's getting, getting kind of exciting and uh, getting real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so guys, great conversation tonight. We'll talk again in a few, few uh, in about 48 hours uh, and talk about the first major of the year. So on behalf of Todd and Bill and Mal, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.